Hello, and welcome to the Eccles Business Buzz Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Johnson, and I'm so glad to have you back. This season, we're talking all about impact, the people and experiences that have impacted us, the ways we are impacting others, and what we can all do to build confidence in our ability to make a difference. Today, I'm joined by Yasmin Khan, a graduate of the Master of Business Creation program here at the David Eccles School of Business and founder and CEO of Calm Skincare. Yasmin provides mentorship and scholarship funding to young women pursuing their own college degrees through the Women Who Succeed program. And she is passionate about learning from other women and raising her daughters in a world that allows them to be whoever they want to be, surrounded by love, happiness, and of course, the mountains. Welcome, Yasmin, and thanks for joining me today. Hi, Francis. Nice to be here. I want to start our conversation at the very beginning. You have said that your favorite memory of your whole time here at the Eccles School was actually the very first day of your program when you walked into the building, this building where we're recording here today, and you felt this feeling like a really meaningful change was about to happen for you as a woman and as a woman of color. Tell us your path to the MBC program and what change were you looking for when you came? Sure. Yes, it was very much monumental the day I walked into the Garf building. And I think I had heard about business school, but I had never stepped into a business school. So stepping in that day was really aligning with my purpose. And before I sent in my application, it was just on a whim that I thought, Let's try business school because I had just finished with a master's degree from Westminster in strategic communications. And I had just launched my business, Calm. And I was about to receive all our products from France. I really didn't have time for business school. So it was just on a whim that I applied. It was challenging, but it also was very much opening my insight into what could be possible for Calm. Let's talk about the business. You started it before you came here, and it sounds like maybe a little bit unexpectedly this opportunity came to take it to the next level. But talk about when you started the business. What kind of business is it for our listeners who don't know? But also, what were you hoping to accomplish with the business? What was the purpose, the meaning for it? Sure. So the business established itself in 2017 with just an idea of infusing oud essential oil, which is a native and ancient ingredient that comes from my homelands of India and Pakistan, to infuse something very diverse into a clean skincare regimen and skincare products. And it was only because my husband and I were very much oudophiles. We loved oud in every aspect of it, from incense to perfume. And we had an idea, well, why is this not making an impact in beauty? And we realized we did more research on the product itself, on the ingredient itself, and saw that it was Ayurvedic, Eastern medicine, from that concept to a concept where it was an antibacterial, it was a high antioxidant. So we really saw that in beauty, 
there was not a bulk of diverse ingredients with diverse founders. It was just not there. And so we thought we would be able to disrupt a space with this diverse ingredient along with the diverse story of Oud and us as Pakistani Americans, you know, wanting to see something different in the marketplace. I love this multi-layered impact, right? A health impact of an ingredient that is good for us in so many different ways, a cultural impact of a diverse ingredient coming from somewhere else, not typical to like a Western beauty industry, and then the impact of you, your own culture, your own heritage, combining that Is that what you had in mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we saw that there was a deficit in beauty. And we were having this idea, and it had landed in our laps. And we thought, well, this is where probably 99% of the people stop. You know, oh, we have this great idea. Okay, let's go back to doing the dishes or laundry, right? And we were thinking in our heads, no, it's something different and diverse and impactful in terms of the stories that we can create surrounding Oud and surrounding diverse founders. The idea didn't leave us. And so that's kind of what led us to take the bold steps of getting an incubator out of Paris, France, to really hone in on how this can be a concept and a product out in the market. So it impacted you first. The idea really stuck with you. Yes. This brings up a couple questions. And the first one is related to impact. Why does this kind of impact in this space matter, right? We're talking about representation, about diversity, about inclusion. What impact do those things have to a consumer looking for a product that maybe reflects them a little bit more than what they typically see? I think that impact of inclusion in, you know, the beauty space is super important right now. And so when a young girl sees something, sees someone that looks like her, creating something that she can use that harks back to her history and her traditions and her heritage, it's impactful on that woman because that woman will then go on to university, will go on to being an entrepreneur, or will go on to being a successful member of the community. And so that oil was the thing that helped her reach that goal. That's the impact that I hope that people find in our products. The impact of generations of ancient traditions that are lost in this age where we're lost in our phones, lost in finding wellness. This oil, these products hark back to an old time, a time that not a lot of people remember or even read about. So that's what Calm does. Calm is connecting you back to those old traditions that really are more impactful today than ever before. And I love this because It would be easy to say it's just a skincare product, right? We say that about lots of things. It's just taking a meal to my neighbor, or it's just trying to do well on a test, or it's just something good and healthy and nice that I put on my face. But it's so much more than that. We're talking about 
culture and confidence and all these little things that build on each other to then make a huge difference. Right. And you may not see it now, but you see it down the line. And that's what it is. And I've seen so many people come up to me or send me an email to let me know how this impacted their lives or how I've impacted their lives with just seeing someone, a person of color, a South Asian woman, a Muslim woman, doing something they've never seen before. And that allows them the pathway to maybe dive into that creative side of them or that entrepreneurial side of them because they see someone else doing it. I had no one to look at who was doing something like this. The need arose because the product wasn't there. The innovation science wasn't there. The idea wasn't there. I think this is a perfect segue into the other part of my question, which is we're not just talking about impacting our worlds, but the confidence to impact our world and that it takes a belief in ourselves to make a difference. Something like this helps plant that seed. Give the example like you've said, but you mentioned you didn't have anyone to look up to, no example to follow. You really forged your own path. Talk about where that confidence came from to really dive in with the idea. I would have to say my ancestors gave me that confidence. Knowing that I had a bulk of women who maybe got to a point in their lives, but not further. And I saw these women in my home, my aunts, my mothers, even my cousins, who maybe had gotten to a certain point, but not further. And I didn't want to be that person, and I didn't want to have regrets in my life, that I got to a certain point, and I didn't go further. And I feel so much, and I tell my cousins this all the time, and my daughters, because I have two of them, that one opportunity, you may fail or you may succeed, but it leverages another opportunity, and it increases your confidence along the way. Just grab the opportunities and go for it. What's the... And result, you don't know. Your goals that you set, you may reach beyond those goals, right? You have to try. That's where I think, for me, the confidence came because I saw so many of my, of my ancestors and women around me that stopped trying. And I didn't want to stop trying because now I had two girls to raise. And I wanted them to see the impact that their mother was having on a specific industry and on an educational system. I think I was the only woman of color in my MBC program. In fact, I was, and an older one at that. There were a lot of young people at the MBC. So seeing an older woman coming out of semi-retirement and forging a new industry, forging a brand, it was very unique for the MBC program, and that leveraged me to thinking outside of the box for my business. Where is the business going to head? Is it heading towards venture? Is it going to stay a family business? I don't know, but I have the tools now to try. I was going to ask about the MBC program and the impact that it had, not on your business, maybe we start there, but also on you as a person, right, going back to this feeling, starting your program, that something is going to change. Talk about the impact of the program. I think in terms of my business, 
As soon as I left the program, I created an advisory board for Calm Skincare. And in that advisory board consisted of two very high-stakes women who had worked in corporate America and had brought a level of growth to their businesses. So I brought them on as advisors. So that was the first thing I did because mentorship is so important to me and so important for me. So that was the first thing that the MBC program kind of taught me to do to expand my business. And as a result, one of the mentors or one of the advisors that I've brought on actually introduced us to a company that now is growing our business significantly. So I see the value and impact of that establishing my board, giving equity away, however, growing the business. So that was very impactful for my business. Personally, I became self-aware, self-aware of what was possible for myself and in terms of my education. Now I have two master's degrees from Utah universities, which I'm very proud about. And I'm forging on in a year, possibly to another program outside of the state, which I don't think I would have been able to do if I didn't have the MBC program from the University of Utah. I love this going back to this ripple effect that our successes build on each other and just right our impact, the impact on us and then the impact we can have on other people is magnified as we keep pursuing these opportunities. But I also really love what you said before, and this was something that came out last season when we were talking about continuous curiosity and what are the ways that we can cultivate curiosity in our professional lives and our personal lives? And one thing that really came out was this idea of reframing failure, right? That just because something doesn't work out the way that we had hoped, just because we don't meet the goal in the way that we had planned, doesn't mean that our effort is wasted it still has an impact on how we move forward, on what we know and what we understand. And what a great lesson that is, too, for your daughters and in your own, right? I can only imagine that building a business is not without its pitfalls and things that don't work out, but seeing those also as a positive impact on how you move forward. Absolutely. I think that the leverage of one thing into another it's there. It's only, are you willing to take the challenge? And if a, you know, sitting here, a 49-year-old woman who developed a skincare brand without even being part of the industry can sit here and talk about how she was able to do this, I think age and color and gender no longer should thwart you from what you want to reach for. Now your daughters and this example that you're setting for them, you're never too old to try something new. It doesn't matter your gender, your heritage, your history. What advice do you give them about building their own confidence to forge their own path? I go back to getting cozy with failure because Look, we all fail and we learn from those. In fact, failing is magical. And I tell them that all the time 
because you're going to learn how to ski, but you're going to fall, but then you're going to get back up again. And that's what's more most impactful for you as young women, that you tried something and you got to a certain point and it grew you. So I tell them all the time, the best thing you can do is that you tried, but it also comes with failure. So get cozy with all those things. And I think for kids especially, I mean, I have a nine-year-old daughter who really is a perfectionist. She wants to get everything right. She wants to know when I'm going into a situation, you know, what is it going to be like? Who's going to be there? What should I be wearing? What should I be doing? And this phrase that I think is so, it makes it sound really fun and comfortable, right? Get cozy with failure. Just nestle in and give it a try and trust the process. process. Trust what you have brought into your life. But I also think it's so important for kids and little kids, college students, master students, I mean, whoever, to see grownups, quote unquote, or the authorities in their lives, the examples in their lives, I think it's important for them to see those people fail too, right? And the impact not only that our successes have, building a successful company, successfully disrupting an industry, but also the impact that we can have when we say, I really got this wrong. I apologize to you. I made a mistake. This is a time when it didn't work out. What are some roadblocks that you've come up against, some quote-unquote failures that you've used as teachable moments for yourself or for the other people in your life? Well, I can just give you an example of the NBC program where I felt going in that this was heading towards failure <laughs> because it was so rigorous so rigid. And I came in with different thoughts. I came in with the thoughts of a aging woman of color. I came in there with thoughts of having abundance in my business and thinking outside of the literal venture or tech company. And I also have this belief system in energy and in the power of Mother Earth and even if my company dissolves or breaks down, the biggest thing was that I tried to create something out of nothing. That's the most impactful thing. And the fact that there are people along with me who are stakeholders building that business. So for me, after the first semester of classes, I was very much interested in dropping out. And I had many talks with many people who are mentors of mine and stakeholders in my business and my husband. And they all told me, yes, you feel like a failure or you feel like you don't fit in. But wouldn't it be great when you got that diploma from the U? Wouldn't that be amazing to think ahead and to think that you're not that far off from succeeding. You feel like a failure, but you can also be successful. And I did finish the program with a lot of fights and I would say a lot of constructive criticism 
and a lot of learning. It was very impactful for me because I learned how others think, a majority of others think in business. And I realized, well, I'm just going to be different. And that's okay to me. And that's okay to the stakeholders that I have in my company. When we're in the middle of what feels like a failure, especially, I feel like it's such an isolating feeling to feel like we don't belong somewhere or we don't match the other people who are around us. But to remember, success is probably so much closer than you think. Then what an amazing lesson to carry forward when things do get hard for you, for your family, for your kids, to just remember we're probably closer to the end of this than we are to the beginning. And let's just see it through and see what difference we can make. Yeah, that's an impactful lesson for children and and anyone who's trying to conquer a goal that you're closer than you realize. And really, it takes other people on the other side of you to show you that. This is a great segue, I think, into your own work as a mentor, back to this theme that there was no one really to show you the way and now taking that on and being an example, a mentor to others. Talk about the mentorship you do and what impact you're hoping to make there for those women. So the majority of my work is with Women Who Succeed, which happens to be a nonprofit headed by Catherine Garf and Erin Trenbeth-Murray. And it's funny, when I left the NBC program, I was introduced to this Women Who Succeed nonprofit, and I felt that they were doing an amazing job here in Utah, expanding opportunities for young women through mentorship and through networking skills and guidance. So they go on to fulfilling a greater life through their education. You know, they say that harnessing education fosters better mental health, fosters better partnerships, and fosters growth in a person's life. So it's just not a piece of paper. It is intrinsically an expansion of oneself. So for me, it just made sense to work with women who succeed. And this year, I have two mentees that I work with on a monthly basis. It was funny, the other day, one of them reached out to me and said, you know, I've got this job, but I'm looking for another job. I don't know how to navigate. Can you help me? And I was like, absolutely, been there, done that. This is how you should do it. I felt so honored, first of all, that she thought she could call me and request guidance. And then secondly, I also felt, wow, all this stuff that I've done has leveraged me to be able to help someone else. Are there any other things that you do outside of your company to try to make an impact? The vision is so broad, right, to disrupt a whole industry, but... Not everyone is going to start a business. Not everyone is going to have that vision or that purpose in their own lives. What are some other ways when we think about just our day-to-day lives that you try to center impact or make an impact on other people? Well, my kids' school is a big person in our lives because they go to a private school down in Sandy. Making an impact there as well for the young girls that are around my daughter, I can already see that. She has said to me, Mom, all my girlfriends think you're such a boss. 
And I think to myself, really? I, I don't even know half your friends, right? They're like, but they see what you're doing. And they see that it's impacting them and they see your confidence and they just think you're, you're such an individual mother that they've not seen before on campus. And such a great point, I think, that a lot of our impact, we don't know that it's happening. Nope. You know, I have a friend, she's an ultra marathoner. I hate running. We went to junior high and high school together and she's like this crazy, I mean, she's just is a runner, you know, and does these ultra marathons. And she, through Instagram, probably a couple years ago, messaged me. I had commented on her post, like, this is so incredible that you do this. You're amazing. And she commented and said, well, actually, the first time that I ever ran a mile was with you in seventh grade that you stayed behind to run with me and no one else had done that. And it made me think, oh, maybe this is something that I can do. And I thought, first of all, I have no memory of that. Second of all, I cannot imagine myself ever running a mile. And third of all, it didn't do anything for me because I don't run at all. But I've thought back to it so many times, just thinking a little bit of kindness, a little bit of bravery, a little bit of effort, a little bit of being willing to be uncomfortable to step into a new space where there isn't an example for me. It goes so much farther than we realize. I had no idea. I never would have guessed. Well, this leads in perfectly to my last question that I ask all the guests, which is, who has impacted you the most? We've talked about the impacts that you're having through your business, through your family, through the MBC program, the people you mentor and who reach out to you. But who has impacted you? I would say the biggest impact that I've had is watching my mom. My mom fail, really. And she's been a housewife for as long as I know. And she also has desires inside of her to do something more. So to see someone represented there who has the talent to do things but chooses not to has been impactful for me to see where I don't want to be. And her love for me is great and abundant. Her fear for me is also great and abundant. So to see someone like that not measuring up into what they wanted for their life really makes me go out and be bold in mine. Yasmin, I've loved our chat, and I'm so grateful to you for joining me here today and for all the wonderful things that you are doing here for the school and helping the rest of us be a little bit more bold. Thank you. Thank you, Francis. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another discussion about how our Eccles community is making an impact here on campus and around the world. Subscribe to Eccles Business Buzz wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss it. And be sure to leave us a rating and a review too. You can also follow us on Instagram at Eccles Alumni for all the latest news from your Eccles Alumni Network. Eccles Business Buzz is a production of the David Eccles School of Business and is produced by University FM. Until next time. Until next time.